Welcome to Millennial Sex, True Stories Podcast. I'm your host, the Professor Double X, and I am in the bedroom tonight. So today is actually the three-year anniversary of the start of Millennial Sex, True Stories Podcast, and I really had no intention of spending it in isolation, but it is what it is. Um... And I do apologize that I took so long to drop a podcast. I even said I was going to let it out last night, and I didn't because I just felt like there was something missing. And I'm glad that I waited because this morning something happened that triggered my memories of some sex stories that I had forgotten finally. So I have something. I have more than I had yesterday. Okay, so what happened? All right, so I'm going to tell you guys the background story first, okay? So I, so the professor used to have a best friend. We're going to call her Jasmine. So the professor had a best friend named Jazz, and... Um, Jazz was basically, um, a girl that I met in the city when I was, like, 17. 17, 18, 18. And we became friends when I was 18. And, um, she was 25, right? So I thought I was pretty cool hanging out in the city. Like, I'm actually from the suburbs. So I thought it was pretty cool hanging out in the city um, with, like, 25-year-olds and stuff, right? And So the thing about jazz is, um, first of all, jazz is somebody that you can't not notice. Um, she's not ostentatious. She's just fine as fuck. Like, I mean, like, really sexy. Like, I mean, I'm from New York. There's sexy women everywhere. It's totally normal in New York. But in most places in the world, you don't really have women this sexy. Um, it's kind of like the one chick who's, like, literally the hottest chick in town. And, like, there are other beautiful girls, but they're just not some sexy, wicked, stunning, exotic, unbelievably hot woman, okay, who's 25. So for me at 18, I kind of looked at her like, I mean, I used to basically pretend she was my older sister. Um, I mean, we had some similarities about our looks. So I used to, of course, she was, she's definitely way better looking, okay? She's really hot. And I was still like a teenager. When I met her, I was kind of, um, I was kind of a tomboy. And, um, you know, I, I just used to like, I used to hide my body sometimes. Like, I didn't really, when I met her, I had no idea how to like be like a sexy girl. I was just kind of this like tomboy, ha ha ha, let's hang out and have fun. I'm cute, blah, blah, blah. That's about it. You know, I'd wear like, I wear like baggy pants with a baby tee and I got plenty of attention because I had big boobs and I was cute, had a big, cute, smiley face and big tits. So it worked for me, you know, but she was 25 and she was 
on this like sexy vibe she had like um there's a big difference between 18 and 25 in terms of sexiness and um and you know she was like taller she was slimmer she was definitely not a tomboy um, even though she would rock sometimes like an andro, she could do jazz is somebody who can do an androgynous look better than anybody I know. Um, you know, like she could put on a pair of tight black pants and a button up shirt and slick her hair back and she'll have like a look like a guy and still and, and she'll put black eyeliner on and she'll have a look like a guy and still be like the sexiest person in the whole place. So, um, so that was my best friend, right? And, um, and she had an apartment that was like two blocks from this place that we used to party all the time. It was basically like a apartment right on a col- like right next to a college, um, right at like the campus and also right next to like this, cl- this place we used to go to parties and, um, and hear like bands and DJs and whatever. So she was like, I was like, oh, I'm 18, like, I gotta move out, I gotta get my own place, you know, because, like, when you're 18, you think that's what you do, even though that's not really what you do. So she was like, um, you can live with me, and she told me that if I pay her $50 in rent, I can pay, I can live with her, so I was like, yeah, I'll pay you $50 a month for rent to, like, have a place with you in the, in the city, downtown, of course, right? So I basically am, like, kind of living over there. Not really, you know. I'm basically, I have stuff there, and I'm there all the time. So so me and her, <laughs> our friendship is growing, and we're, like, hanging out together, having a great time, and I'm, like, totally emulating her and basically looking to her, you know, I don't have any siblings, so I'm basically, and also my mom was kind of not around, so I'm basically looking to her to show me how to be a sexy, confident woman instead of a a little tomboy girl, and um, guys, I mean, she was fine. Let me describe to you what she looks like, just so you could get a sense, okay? Okay of why people would go crazy for her and why, like, that was kind of fun to me when I was that age. Um, so she was, like, huh, 5'9", five 5'9", five I'd say. And she is, like, mixed race. Um, her mom is, like, this fine-ass white woman. And her dad is, like, this fine-ass black guy. (laughs) And um, they made some really good-looking children. I'll tell you that. Their whole family, everybody, all their kids, they had four kids, and they're all straight-up gorgeous. Um, But anyway, so she kind of has, like, she kind of might, you might think, like, she might be Latina, but she kind of has, like, an Arab look. Um, Her family was, like, They weren't Arab, but I think they have a little bit. Anyway, um, so she kind of has, like, an Arab-y look. And then her family was Muslim, so she would wear... She grew up like that, and she would wear, like... She would actually make it herself look more Arab because she would wear this Arabic kohl all around her eyes. Um, And then her hair is, like, really black and, like, kind of curly. 
so it looks really good slicked back when she wants to do like the androgyny sort of look and then um and her eyes as i said are really dark and like big and almondy like princess jasmine or something and then basically her body was amazing like again she's tall and the best thing about her body was her ass her ass was to die for like to die for and i'm sure it still is but like to die for and like sometimes on instagram they have these pages where they like rip um people apart like oh look they have a fake ass or they have this they have that and i kind of find those interesting um because a lot of times they'll be like swearing somebody is like fake because they have a really hot body like jazz there was only one jazz you know what i mean it's not like there were like a hundred Jazz is in town. There was only one fucking girl that looked that damn good, right? Who was that damn sexy as well. And and so on Instagram, a lot of people are fake, but there like a lot of times there are like sexy women of color who are young and they're like young, like 20 or something, 22 and they work out and they focus on their looks and and they have a banging body. And, and when I look at them, a lot of times, I just see Jazz. I'm like, well, I know she didn't have anything done. And she had an amazing body. So it's not, it's not impossible. So anyway, I just want to give you guys a picture of just how incredibly beautiful and special in terms of beauty. And not just beauty, but there's beauty and then there's like sexy and this girl was beautiful and sexy. Okay, so um, so she had it all. Anyway, so we used to run around and, you know, I basically looked at her, her as like my big sister who was going to show me how to be sexy and beautiful as well. So at first it was fun, right? Because I'm like 18 and anything is fun when you're 18 and you're in the city living with your friends. And we used to love to go out and just get trashed and just walk home and be like a hot mess and stuff, right? It started to be that when we would go out, she would sometimes get like really drunk. Like if she got really drunk, she would get crazy, as people who get really drunk may do. She would get crazy and it was a kind of tense situation because everybody would know she was going to get drunk and then she was going to be like a hoe. And basically, like, all these dudes be, like, surrounding her, like, vultures, like, buying her drinks and, like, trying to be the one that's there hanging out with her when she hits that drunk point so that they can leave with her and fuck. And um, and it was kind of creepy, you know, because they literally would be, like, waiting, like, vultures and, like, creeping around and, and, and you kind of knew, like, what was going to happen. And then, like, sometimes she would just, like, disappear, and I'd go home, and she'd be, like, some guy would be, like, like, zipping up his pants, and she'd be, like, passed out. And then the next day, she would say that she didn't remember anything and laugh about it and, like, act like nothing happened and she didn't remember anything. And, you know, I, I you guys know that I, I really have no objections to being a hoe like good for you be, get your hoe on you know but being a dumb hoe i do object to um and what's the diff what's a dumb hoe and a smart hoe well 
A smart hoe, well, a dumb hoe is basically um, somebody who isn't smart about their hoeing. And um, because hoeing feels good, it feels good to let go. And obviously, sex feels good. There's pleasure in the sex, right? And there are also benefits to being with men. And she basically would just be out losing herself. She would lose the pleasure. And that's why I say a dumb hoe. Because if you wake up in the morning and you act like you don't remember anything that happened, then you're being dumb. Obviously, if there's pleasure in something, you want to be able to remember that pleasure and and that memory. But when you're basically just throwing everything away so that you won't remember anything and then you're like fucking people who aren't even like, this is the thing, people would be fucking her and she would be passed out and, 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 or else she'd be like really aggressive, you know? So anyway, she was wasting it. She was wasting her power and beauty a lot of times, um, by doing it this way. And she, so obviously she had like a drinking problem and And it was weird because she had, like, this really cute little kid with this really hot, like, artist guy in the neighborhood. And he loved her. And the kid used to be stressed out, too, because they both lived, like, not too far from one another, like, just right there in the same neighborhood. Um, And they would just share the kid. And, um, And, like, the kid would be stressed because... When the kid was home, she would be, like, in super mommy mode. Like, the house would be super clean, and she'd be, like, cooking all this food and just being super domestic and great. You know, I'd be there eating, and it was great, right? Like, I got a sister and a mom. <laughs> but um, but then, like, as soon as her kid would be gone, she would literally be in the streets getting wasted or at the clubs or back to the same old thing. Um, and so, so, so basically when I started to notice and started to get like tired of it, um, I'm going to tell you what happened. So she and I, we never really hooked up, even though she used to hook up with a lot of girls, she and I never really hooked up. And I'm honestly not bi, even though I've had experiences, I don't think I'm actually bi. I really actually like guys a lot. Um, and I find women very sexy, but I find sexual activity with women pretty boring. So, whereas I find sexual activity with men can be incredibly enthralling and exciting. So, um, it took me a while to realize that, yeah, I'm pretty straight. But anyway, um, at that time I wasn't a hundred percent sure. And even if I was straight, I'd fuck her. She's hot, you know? So, you know, there was always the temptation there and, you know, we'd always call each other beautiful and and blah, 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 blah. And, oh, Professor, you're so beautiful. You're like my little sister, da, 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 da. So sometimes we would go out and we'd come home and she'd be like so aggressive because she was drunk. Um, she, one time she was like aggressively grabbing me and, you know, like I kind of wanted to try making out with her, but not on those conditions. You know, I'm not like wasted like that where I need to like be almost violent with somebody, um, to touch them. So anyway, she obviously had deep issues, right? So she grew up in a really religious household, 
which is usually not a good thing. So she basically was haunted by that happening and by her mom's failure to respond to it and support her um, in a meaningful way. And so for that reason, she would drink, she would take all of these um, circumlocutory routes to acknowledging her own behavior. And this is the thing, I was always worried about her. I was always worried about her, and I was always trying to get her to, like, straighten up, you know, because I knew that she had the world at her fingertips if she could stop doing that. And if you have a friend like this, you know, then this is going to resonate with you because you probably have wondered similar things about them. And you probably care about them as well. And you don't know exactly how to handle it. Like I personally, I like to go out and have fun and have some drinks and party and have fun. But it became that I couldn't go anywhere with her because I didn't feel like playing babysitter with her or like chasing douchey guys away or whatever would have to happen. She would actually get crazy. Like one time somebody told me that <laughs> he was in a restaurant this restaurant like all the we all used to go to late at night after the club closed and he was like eating this diner and she comes and sits down next to him and just put her finger right in the middle of his food (laughs) so she would like i mean that's what happens when you're like really hot and you don't have a sense of reality because people don't actually treat you the way they treat anybody else they treat, you, they treat you in such a special way that it can start to distort reality and you may not be a nice person. Um, because when you're mean and sassy, you still get your way with most men. So one time I was, so I was living at college later. This is like a, like a couple of years later. And I was living at college outside the city. And I was, I was about to graduate soon, I think. And for some reason, I was staying with a friend of mine who was an attorney, and he was an adult. He was an adult from Egypt, and he was an attorney, and he was my good friend. So Jazz had recently had a second child with this cokehead guy. And she had gone to, like, her mom's in a different state and had the baby, and then she was like, she wanted to come. She's tired of her mom. So so I was like, well, why don't you come? I was concerned. So I was like, why don't you come here? You can stay here for a few days and, you know, whatever. I don't remember the situation. But she comes to, um, to the place where I'm staying with the lawyer, the lawyer's apartment. It's not even my apartment, right? Um, and he said that was fine, you know. But then... And I I told her that, like, I told him that I wanted her to come over because I was trying to, like, protect her, I guess. Um, Anyway, so I go out, and I come back, and they are drunk. They're both drunk, okay? And, um, and basically, like, like, you know, he did the typical, he, I mean, he drinks a lot too, but he got her drunk and then they started, you know, messing around or whatever they're doing. And meanwhile, there's like a little baby at the house. And, um, and so I come back from wherever I was at and I come in and, um, I see that, you know, my friend, the attorney is like passed out on the couch or something. And then, 
And then I see the baby is asleep. And then I'm like, where the fuck is Jazz? Like, where is she? I cannot find her, right? Looking all over. It's just a small apartment, like two bedrooms. I'm like, where is she? Well, finally, I get exasperated because I'm like, there's a baby here. Finally, I get exasperated and I go to go in the bathroom and I push the bathroom door open and something like obstructs um, of the push. And so I try pushing, pushing, and I crack the door open and I see her pussy. <laughs> I see her pussy up on the sink. Her pussy on the sink. And I'm like, um, how is her pussy on the sink? Just one big hairy ass pussy on the sink. Okay, so I see her, um, her big hairy pussy like straight up on the sink. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, and I'm like, jazz, jazz. And there's no response. It's just like dead weight. So I push and push and push and I finally get my head in there and to see what is happening. And she's basically completely passed out unconscious on the bathroom floor. Um, but her whole ass and her hips are like up against the sink cabinet. Like obviously her pussy couldn't be on the sink, but she was on the floor and her entire hips and ass were like up parallel on the sink and her legs were like open it was so weird so she obviously was just in there by herself and passed out just like that which is a crazy position to pass out in anyway I was so disgusted this was actually the first time that I was like mad about anything in all the years you know it, by then we'd been hanging out together for like like at least five years and in all the years that we were hanging out and all the crazy stuff she did. It was kind of like annoying sometimes, but it never really made me mad. You know, this pissed me off because I was just like, you're here. You just been here for one night. And it pissed me off that, that he did it too, that I specifically told him do not drink with her. And then it's like, she has a baby and he's like asleep. Like you can't be passed out drunk on the bathroom floor when you have a baby. Like that is the dumbest thing I've ever I, I, I just, it's not even funny, you know? So when she woke up, I was like, I was like, bitch, you had your pussy wide open on the fucking bathroom floor sink. What the fuck? Right? And she was just like, oh, but I was like, not in the mood because, you know, you have a little tiny baby. It was one thing when you had like a four or five year old who has a dad and he has another place to be and he's not here right now and you're getting crazy. But now you have like a new, you have like a baby that's like three months old and you are still passed out in someone's house that you just met today. So anyway, I was, I was pretty annoyed with both of them after that. It took me a while. I was, I was pretty annoyed. Um, and I just realized like, I don't want to do this. Like I'm not. I'm not 18 anymore, and I'm not trying to, like, chase some adult woman around and tell her to not get wasted every single time. Like, if you're at the club, and you're, like, partying, and you're, like, hanging out with guys, and you're doing this and that, and, like, you guys get butt-ass wasted, and you wake up the next day with your pants off and your pussy on the sink, okay, it's kind of funny. But when you just come stay with your friend, 
um, and you basically like get wasted with your newborn in the next room and you um, with some like 50 year old lawyer and you wake up with your pussy on the sink. Um, that's not a good look. It's not funny. It's not cute. It's like lame. So, you know, take the kids out of the equation. Number one, anytime you're being irresponsible with kids in the picture, it's not cool. Just get rid of them before you get crazy. And that's why I don't have kids, guys, because I'm not going to I'm not going to put some kid through hell and have some kid all stressed out because I want to live my life the way I want to live my life. I'm going to live my damn life and I'm not going to have any kids being all screwed up because I'm not ready to live my life just for them. So I know that's not really the hot, exciting story you want, but it is kind of funny that her pussy was like wide open on the sink. I thought that was, that was pretty crazy. And, and like literally I was like looking for her for like 20 minutes <laughs> before I opened the bathroom door. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, thanks so much, and thank you for listening to Millennial Sex True Stories Podcast. I'm your host, the Professor Double X, and I look forward to our next romp in the bedroom. Good night.